Do you want us to do testing? Are we speaking loud enough? Should I not have this glass of water here? Are we overthinking it? You're overthinking it. Right. Okay, cool. So, Lola. Yeah. Welcome to a new table. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Very excited to be here. Um, so you are completing the trilogy for Amazing. us in terms of Lechlade businesses and also my last best friend who has a shop locally. Um, yeah, and you're going to be talking to us about all things related to, I mean, not just nutrition, but I mean, holistic wellness, etc. cetera. Um, mm -hmm. So I just want to kind of introduce you to our viewers and watchers. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about your credentials and your background? Sure, no problem. Um, so I grew up in Austria. Hence, hence the funny accent. But see, I don't think you have a funny accent. Do you not think so? No, no. In my, oh. I mean, yeah. because I spend a lot of time with you know Geordies and Geordies and Scottish people. So your got, husband. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so <laughs> you all got a little bit screwed. Shout out to Adrian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I grew up in Austria in a very health conscious environment. I would say, you know, with mum and dad who are very, you know, very sporty, very health conscious. Um, you know, a lot of home-cooked foods. So, you know, a really, really good upbringing, actually. And obviously, as soon as I could make my own decisions, I did everything unhealthy I could on this planet because every teenager can sort of rebels against their, their upbringing or their parents. Yeah, but then, classic. You, know, you, you then come around full circle. I think once you sort of mature a little bit, by the time I was 21, 22, um, you know, starting to have the first experience with, I wouldn't call them health problems, but just, but just things that, you know, like bad skins and, you know, hormonal imbalances and, and starting to be conscious about how do things that I eat and things that I do actually affect how I feel. Because mm -hmm. I think before that age, you don't really care. You know, your body functions so amazingly well and you can deal so amazingly well with all sorts of rubbish you put inside you. Oh God, I miss my twenties. Yeah, oh totally. <laughs> you, you know, you're not really bothered by it. You know, yeah. you think you're invincible. But you know, the time does come when you do realize, oh, you know, maybe the things that I do and eat do have something to do with the way I feel. And so I kind of then came full circle. My mum at the time started a traditional Chinese medicine course. Oh, cool. <clears throat> which is also really super interesting. And then I decided to study nutritional therapy mm. at university in London. So did my three-year degree, then... And that's a bachelor's, right? That's a bachelor's yeah. degree. It's a bachelor's yeah. in nutritional... In nutritional therapy. Therapy. Yeah. And then started working for a big nutritional company who's, you know, said all of these. They had like a big flagship store in London um, called... No idea what it was called. It's because we're sold, guys. It's, it we had a name. Just no memory. <laughs> it was twenty years ago. But oh, um, eighteen eighteen years ago. But it they was, did what when you say it's a nutritional so company? They 
in the basement they had a massive nutritional and alternative um medicine library okay and then they stocked every product of every brand that manufactures nutritional supplements so it okay. was a huge nutritional pharmacy really and so and that was the ground floor and then they had naturopathic doctors working upstairs seeing patients and sending patients down for supplements so you know it was a really really cool setup so that was my first job in you know to do with nutrition and then I had my own practice um for a while a day a week and then I started to work for some independent supplement companies in the educational program mm -hmm. and I did seminars for them and you know educating people who own health stores so they can recommend things better to them Oh, that's great. Okay. To their customers. And then eventually ended up lecturing at the College for Naturopathic Medicine in London. Oh, wow. You know, oh, I didn't know that. Did you not? Know? Oh, no. Yes, I did. Oh. Um, sort of training the next generation on, of, you know, nutritional therapists. Um, then had a child, kind of went back to work part-time, moved from one side of the country to the other. Um you know and then realized I was just traveling a lot you know around the country doing all these seminars mm -hmm. and talks and things and kind of decided at one point I was just away from home too much and then kind of ended up just looking at our immediate surroundings and me was going there was no health shop where I'm gonna do my shopping mm. what, what's what's gonna happen and then the idea came about do you know what if I'm missing a health shop surely there are other people who might be missing a health shop too why yeah. don't we open one and that was and that's what <laughs> the brought beginning you of the end <laughs> that's what brought no, that you was to the beginning of this the beginning of the end the of beginning a, of the next start of, the, of, of yeah totally, yeah the beginning of a totally amazing journey which is actually where we're having this conversation right now yes. in the health shop that's it the health box the health box which is a health yes. shop oh yeah. new yeah i would, what would, I, would you call it? I would call it a, a health shop Definitely. I mean, even though we do offer plastic-free shopping as well, and you know all this in yeah, clothes and home accessories, conscious things, yeah. all of that. But we are primarily a, a health shop. Yeah. Yes, I would say definitely. Um, I think you know, and we had a little bit of a chat before outside having coffee, and it was really important to set the tone about your credentials as mm. a professional and an expert in the field of you call it functional medicine yeah, right totally. because i think there's this um a bit of a, of a sort of misguided perspective of how yeah. when we talk about the <coughs> i guess modern or western western medicine, medicine <coughs> that's where we have the mm. experts yeah. and the professionals and the you know accredited doctors yeah. and whoever goes into the sort of like holistic more natural yeah. functional medicine yeah. are just you know hippies who don't really know what yeah. they're talking about which is like the further like couldn't be further from the truth yeah. right totally i think there are so many important distinctions that need to be made i mean first of all the challenge we have, you know, as nutritional therapists, being a nutritionist or a nutritional therapist, it's not a protected title. Mm. It's like being a doctor or being a nurse or being a dietitian. You have to have gone through specific types of education and degrees and uni in order to be allowed to call yourself that. Right. So the, it's a protected title. Nutritionist or nutritional therapist is not. Anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. So you can go and do a two week online course 
and after it, right. you can call yourself the same as I do, in, in a sense. How come? Why is that? Um, because it isn't. You've not gone through, you know, the the, the Western medicine, you know, approved process and processes. Yeah. So it's not a protected right. title. Um, so it's really hard, actually, for the for the public or for clients or customers to figure out. Well, they are both nutritionists. Mm -hmm. You know who's who is, you know, the really educated or who's got the credentials and who hasn't, and right. it's it's a it's a total minefield. So, I think it's always important to you know let people know you know that I've worked hard for my knowledge, mm -hmm. you know, and I haven't just done an online course, you know, and it was a really you know hard three years of initial study, yeah. and then another fifteen years of constant you know. Learning and keeping up to date, yeah. and keeping up to date, and learning it, and you you learn every day, and that's the fascinating bit about you know working with humans and the human body and nutrition. Mm. Things are always changing. We know actually so little mm. about the functionings of our own body that there is every day we find out new things. It's it's a fascinating field to work in. And you said something that I need is worth. Uh, I I feel is worth saying. Yeah, is that your your educational background is also just as much evidence-based. Totally. So nutritional therapy, the degree of nutritional therapy, it's, it's very evidence-based learning. So my first whole year of my degree was biomedicine, which, mm. is, which is extremely evidence-based. Yeah. I mean, you were looking at how cells are functioning, how organs are functioning, and then you've got pathology and, you know, physiology. And so you, you're really learning the body from, from the inside out mm. kind of thing. Um, sometimes in more detail that you would do in a medical degree because don't forget that in a medical degree the focus is really on diseases right symptoms to diagnose that right. disease and very specific and too very specific yeah. and then medication in order to address symptoms disease so it's a really linear path yeah okay they kind of they kind of go through where in functional medicine you know the, the the type of medicine we we practice um it is much more holistic it always sees the body as a whole you always have to dig deeper and deeper and deeper to find the root cause of why things are happening and right. then kind of work yourself up so it's much more like like a tree you know you start at the roots mm. and at the bottom and then you know you have to go down all these different branches until you sort of figure out why are all these 20 different sim symptoms happening and mm. then realizing they're coming from the same root cause by why in sort of Western medicine you would go down very linear paths going like this is this symptoms this is you get this medication for that and this is that symptom you get a medication for that mm. and then you know a lot of people we see end up with you know 15 20 different medications that are really not fixing anything interesting they're kind of just they're addressing and fixing symptoms. the symptoms yes. yeah Totally. The problems that are at the totally. surface, but maybe not looking at what's causing totally. chronic issues and that mm. sort of thing. And I think this is what we mentioned <coughs> before when we had a chat. Is that, you know, the reason why more and more people seeking out what we now call alternative medicine, but mm -hmm. let's not forget that our alternative medicine 
until 150 years ago was the only medicine right you know the the original medicine you know that and 100 100 150 years is like nothing and how long we've existed it's, and it's yeah. nothing you know like certain plants and things have been used for thousands and yeah. thousands and thousands of years so we have a huge amount of anecdotal evidence of these things mm-hmm. working so you know western medicine is very very new in a sense so i always feel a bit weird calling it alternative medicine because because actually it's not it's not actually it's yeah. like our core human medicine we evolved with mm. in a sense it's our original medicine and i think we forgot a lot of sort of ancient knowledge that was always there that we now see modern science rediscovering Right. If that makes ah, sense. Ah, yes, that's that, true. That certain, you know, medicine systems like traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine and mm-hmm. shamans, you know, they've, they've known this for 6,000 years and just right. called it something different, but it's the same thing. And now you have science all of a sudden, you know, with a little microscope looking at the cell going like, oh, actually, this happens. We go like, yeah, I know, you know, mm. we've known this for a long time. But now science is advanced enough to actually be able to show it in a picture. Right. And you're if, not... If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it does, I think. And you're really explaining it well because... Um, and it, it's not to necessarily discount the benefits of Western medicine. Not but I think you, you said you said a term I really loved. And it's kind of like... It's, it's like battlefield medicine. Totally. And it, it is battlefield medicine. And that's how modern medicine evolved in the first place. Right through wars and people trying to to kill each other and injuries right and that's when we need modern yeah. medicine if i break a leg if i have like a seven point fracture in my arm you know no supplement in the world yeah will, will, yeah spirulina is not going to fix your blown off leg like no, we need surgeons <laughs> totally and we are so grateful that we have western medicine for for exactly these kinds of scenarios when you had a car accident when your appendix is burst when you know, when you need an amazingly well-trained and educated surgeon to put your brain back together, and and things like that, that's that that's really where modern medicine should shine and mm. come in. But unfortunately, Western the, the 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 core system of Western medicine, it is not equipped to deal with modern chronic disease. Mm. It's just it's just not, because modern chronic disease is not caused by a gunshot wound. Right. Or by stabbing, or by a car, you know, crashing into your legs. Mm-hmm. It is largely caused by your caused by your diet, your lifestyle, your environment, your genetics to some extent. But you know, genes can be switched on and switched off. So mm-hmm. you know, we know now that just because you have a certain gene that encodes for a certain disease doesn't necessarily mean you will get that disease. You know, mm-hmm. it's very much influenced by your environment and your lifestyle choices. Yeah, and, or and aggravated at least. Yeah, yeah, and and all of that. But this this linear system of looking at it, seeing you've got a broken leg, doing something about the broken leg, that system mm-hmm. is is not equipped to deal with to deal with chronic disease. While a functional medical system is mm. the perfect system to use, you know, mm. for for chronic disease because we look at where is all this coming from. Again, when you have a gunshot wound, you don't need to do much investigation. It's pretty obvious why it happened. Right. You know, <laughs> you, you don't need hours and hours of digging, unless you're digging, a terrible digging. doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and don't know what a bullet looks like or something. And then you have to wonder. So that, that's really straightforward. Right. Um, but a lot of this chronic disease, and I think we shouldn't forget that either, we, you know, we have created it ourselves to some extent. Mm. Yeah. Then again, if you look a few hundred years back, it's no such thing as chronic heart disease. No right. such thing as chronic diabetes, mm. cancers, 
you know, a lot, a lot, you know, 95% of modern chronic disease just did not exist because our environment was so different, our lifestyle was so different and our bodies just don't, you know, evolution doesn't happen that quickly. Right. You know, our environment changes far too fast mm. for our body to keep up, you know, like bi biochemically how we work on the inside is still the same as we did 10,000 years ago. You know, right. There is, there, there is no change. We might yeah. have changed in height a little bit. Um, but but how, how your liver deals with certain processes and how your digestive system works, it is, it is the same. Mm. You know. so, can you, well, so can you take us into, like, let's work different scenarios here. Explain mm. to us, obviously very straightforward for, um, you know, if you get stabbed or you break an arm, pretty straightforward, yeah. go to the hospital. Yeah. What are the scenarios that people can understand where functional medicine mm. can really um, can really help them. Right. So I think what we see, you know, what I've seen in clinic a lot, what we see in the shop a lot is people come to us when they've exhausted the, 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 the regular medical system. You know, they've been through the channels, they've been to the GP, they've been to the referrals, they had all the, you know, ultrasounds and gastroscopies and MRI scans, you know, all right. these amazing things you can have. And they ended up with a dead end. With the dead end, right? You know, with whether a diagnosis of something you know very vague, like IBS or chronic fatigue, or you know, mm -hmm. which usually gets thrown out a lot when you when people actually don't really don't really know, know what's, what's wrong. wrong. Yeah, you know. But you know, being in the medical system, you have to put a diagnosis on it because if you don't, there is no medication to prescribe, and that's kind of the end goal of the whole process. Ah, okay, right. Prescribe medication. If there is no medication to prescribe. It's the end of the road. There's nothing they can do. And that is not the fault of that individual doctor or mm -hmm. person or, you know, a specialist. That's it's the fault of the system. It's the, the system. parameters they and, have to and work it in. Is yeah. The end of their education. Right. But that doesn't mean it's the end of the path for that person just because the knowledge of one specialist has ended. Well that's it. I mean if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um and I think that's also very hopeful to very, hear. Right. Very. And it's it is it you know very rewarding then speaking to people in the shop who really come with right i've been told i'm going to feel like this for the rest of my life because there's nothing i can do about it feel like this then, in what sense and like then pain you know, or uh, yes chronic pain syndromes or chronic digestive issues right. or chronic energy problems yeah um and then they come into the shop and then the, there is me you know in a health shop telling someone well i'm sorry but you've not been given the right information there is a lot you can do about this mm -hmm. this is not the end of the road there are you know so many other things that you can do but the difference is we kind of have to start at the beginning again and right. see where all of your problems came for in the first place i'm not interested about you know necessarily all the different symptoms you have now and what kind of supplement they're going to suggest you know for them this is not how it works i'm interested in when did this all start right five years ago ten years ago when did all of this start? What is sort of the driving factor that right. kind of brought on symptoms in the first place? And what you was your environment? Lifestyle, exactly, exactly. You was that, you know, trauma is a very, very real thing that has mm. a very severe physiological impact right. um, on your health. So you see what, what happened at that time around when, when issues started and kind of you sort of work backwards a little bit. Yeah. And and then the the goal is ultimately we know your your body is amazing 
right? And right. your body f- can function incredibly well if you give it the right tools to do it with. Mm. So all we're really working towards is supporting bodily systems so they can perform to the best of their capacity. Yeah. And when you do that, a lot of symptoms that you would think kind of positive you have to related. deal with forever you, you know yeah or you you think oh my god how can my headache be related to my digestion you know it's a different part oh, of my body right 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 you, you know there is no way but it is because everything in your body is connected everything has like a chain reaction and you don't totally. know what's yeah totally. and just because it hurts in your head doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your head of course if, if that makes sense yeah um and this is sort of another really new approach for people because in in it just Western medicine, everything is separate. You have a specialist for you know for for everything. You have your special heart specialist, yeah, and that's you have true. Your lung specialist, yeah. and you have your kidney specialist. Sometimes you with you know for a reason. Yeah, but totally. Yeah. Then again, if I have a ruptured spleen, I'd like to you see know, a spleen spe- <laughs> specialist. <laughs> totally, because that's the person who's going to know best about yeah. how to fix my spleen. Totally. But then again, coming back to chronic disease. Mm-hmm. And chronic disease, just to really make sure we understand what that means. So chronic disease, we're talking about a disease process that goes on over years. Right. That took years to develop, like diabetes, for example. Mm -hmm. So it's a disease that is not, you know, being able to be fixed by medication or other within a week or two. You're just kind of like like ongoing ongoing thing that you'll have to manage and suffer. That you have to manage, that you need, you know, long-term care Mm -hmm. for that is not life-threatening. Okay. You know, but that is, you know, obviously impacts your life and needs treatment. Okay. So that's really what we're talking about with chronic disease. Um, chain of thought. Yes, that in chronic disease, th- all these things are inter- yeah. you know, that know so much about the individual, you know, little specialty, li- little bits, um, don't talk to each other. Right. Because they they have the separate specialist areas, or if they try, it's very difficult. Yeah, yeah, and they they see you know every bodily system very separate. Right. Whereas in functional medicine, and this, which is especially important for chronic disease, we need to see the body as a whole. Nothing mm. happens isolated. Interesting. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. Everything is connected. Right. And, you know that doesn't just go for the human body it goes for everything everything is connected you know and it is such a kind of strange human thought I mean I don't think so I actually think that when you hear it like it's it's strange in the sense that's not Mm. usually how we're taught to think but Mm. hearing you say that it Mm. just makes a lot of sense Mm. because our body is is a whole and we know that how we um I mean, I've been seeing, uh, I, I don't know, I was reading uh, recently, and I'm, I'm actually noticing that more and more um, online how we're talking about, let's say, IBS, mm. as you mentioned that earlier, mm. about being so related to your to anxiety in a lot of yeah. cases or to other things. So it's not just sitting in one place. And yeah. I mean, we all, I think we've all experienced how um, sometimes, uh, you know, living a stressful event or something will impact other things in our life, totally. and that could also mean our body, totally. right? And and it will, and again, because it is not. Yes, we do, you know we we do address obviously you know physical health. Sure. Yeah. You know, but it's so much more than just physical health. And I think this is another picture of you know holistic medicine in a sense. Mm. Yes, we look at your physical health. 
But then we also look at your mental health. Right. And we need to look at your spiritual health. Right. And, you know, these are all really big sort of areas that need to come together in order to achieve wellness. Mm. You know, we can't just say, right, okay, your body is functioning and now be happy right. with, with that. It's not enough. Yeah. You know, your, your, your mental health state needs to be well as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you need to be spiritually connected to something and it, it doesn't matter what that is, you mm -hmm. know. So we're not talking religion or you know anything way out there you know you yeah. can be spiritually collect connected to anything anything that resonates with you and have uh, finding purpose in F your life and joy in, in your in career or following what you do, like a particular sure. sport or yeah you, you know, passion or if, all if, these if, important things yeah, yeah yeah totally if that's religion for you or if that's you, you know it, it really doesn't matter yeah. But it's 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 purpose and mm. you know fulfillment and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And all, all these three things need to come together in order, you know, to be you know, experience yeah. truly wellness. But we've got to start somewhere. Sure. So it's and you know looking at you know physiological health is a good is a good starting point and and mental health definitely. So your so let's say like just um, yeah going back to playing different scenarios just so people can maybe perhaps project themselves mm. and or maybe they'll find um, you might you might um, you might talk about things that might resonate with them so what are like some of the most common um, reasons for people to come to you that mm. uh, you know that you've noticed for example yeah. or some of the yeah mm. um, I think we've seen things really change during and, and after COVID okay um, because you know our shop we were open throughout you know all the lockdowns we were lucky yeah because we sold food, we were always classed as essential. Yeah. Um, our business. I know that's how I met you. Exactly. <laughs> I just our came in and hung out here all the time. <laughs> exactly. Our business would have been a very short-lived business if it right, you know, if, if it, it couldn't stay open. Because we yeah. opened the big shop a month and a half before the first lockdown. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know about that timeline. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just knew. I just knew that you guys were an essential shop. Yeah. And again, because you also so and we'll talk about that later. But the food and everything. Yeah. yeah. So we had a small shop before like it was a little cupboard so it was like also in Lutch Lane also yeah. Lane down the high street so we had that for a year and then the bank closed down and we got a chance to take over the building yeah. and we, it took us about three or four months to renovate it and then we opened on the first of February and then I think in the middle of March yeah that's true the world happened. lockdown yeah um which was just the most bizarre time I think mm. any of us have ever lived through mm. And I think we really found ourselves in, in a really unique position, not just being a shop that happens to be open, that people right. happen to be able to buy yeah. food when most of the things were closed. Yes. But we found that our regular customers, instead of coming in once a week, they came in three times a week. Okay. Because it was a point of contact. Ah. And there was this little safe haven where just things didn't seem as bad mm. as, as out there mm. where people could just talk about how they felt about it you know and how they how they were feeling in there how they were coping with it right um you know without being judged and just with being being listened to mm -hmm. and where, obviously at where, the time where, like the you know health and how to ensure your safety was a hot yeah, topic that i'm sure a lot yeah, of people yeah, wanted yeah. to talk about with totally. the professional but, do you know what actually what we found more so it was the the you know anxiety and sheer terror people came in with of being right. so scared and so afraid 
what's happening in that world. So for us, the, what we observed, the mental health struggle mm. was so much greater than the physical struggle. Right. Because, you know, when if someone was concerned about, you know, getting COVID or had family members or had COVID, we, we knew what to do about it. You know, there are very clear natural health protocols. Sure. You know, that you do about it, that have been proven to work, that have been used in America, in New York, and in hospitals that were hit with the first waves of COVID. Um, we were quite, you know, we, we, knew, we, not, we knew how to support people. Right. Yeah. Through it. And um, so that was almost the, the, the easy side. The really challenging bit was looking after people's mental, mental health. health. And, um, and I think that stayed that way throughout COVID. And so now mental health is a really, really big challenge for mm. people and we've definitely seen a rise of young people coming in with you know anxiety mm. panic attacks um not so much depression okay I, I would say okay or low mood um but the anxiety how do you define depression versus like ongoing anxiety, anxiety or, yeah so depression is usually you know low mood for no reason okay you know low like mood a, like sadness and sadness yeah. like unexplained right um sadness you know very low lows mm. um with without almost a, a triggering factor if right that, if that makes sense yeah um but young people or, or people who come in you know with anxiety and panic attacks there is a very real trigger for them you know what what brings it about and they're right. afraid of, of of certain things because they're they, they feel very insecure in their environment mm -hmm. and y you know what we lived through with covid was very very challenging mm. mentally and a lot of things have just been completely you know the rug's been pulled on the people's feet right totally and then people and have real physical reactions to that right totally. that anxiety and, and we're now living in a world where we just cannot predict what's going to happen next right. you know everything feels very unstable because yeah, we're traumatized and insecure right in that kind of way so we've been you know supporting people with mental health and so how have you a lot right so uh, um sleep you know just goes goes hand in hand i think every single person who walks in this shop has a sleep issue oh sleep issues yes. okay and you're connecting that to, to anxiety totally. mental health absolutely okay absolutely that's and i'm sure that has like that trickles down into physical health as well right if you're yeah. chronically lacking sleep absolutely and, and you know it, it is physical health because it's it's a neurotransmitter imbalance mm. you know you're not producing the right neurotransmitters at the right time most people's brains are stuck in this fight or flight situation you know in a very heightened state of constant you know panic right. constant tension yeah because for, for our bodies the only thing our body knows is fight or flight or rest and repair that's it mm. it's quite black and white right. in a sense oh so like if you're in fight or flight all the time you're actually you're not resting and repairing which is no. something the body needs no. to do daily right no. yeah. and again your body your your nervous system doesn't understand 21st century lifestyle you know your mm. nervous system your autonomic nervous system which is the nervous system who controls things you don't have to think about like your heartbeat your breathing your digestion that's your autonomic nervous system that functions in exactly the same way as when we were cavemen, right. right? Yeah. And that is a very simple time. Primal. For, for your automatic nervous right. system, in a way, you know, a lot less complex because your stressor is always gonna be life-threatening most of the time, right? Mm. You either need to run away from something or you need to fight something. So it is very fast and intense 
stress right right where your autonomic nervous system needs to upregulate your heartbeat and you need to upregulate your breathing and you need to have you know more brain activity in order to whether fight something or run away from something but the point is this state of heightened activity doesn't last very long because whether you manage to run away mm-hmm. you know and you can't do that forever uh, or you end up in a fight and you survive or you don't right so we're, we're talking about a very short, very short yeah. time that, that happens and then conflict is resolved and then you're alive and happy mm. or you're not um, but 21st century life just does not work like that right it's because there's ongoing constant, constant yeah this constant low level stress and then throw a couple of traumas in between you mm-hmm. know very you know severe stress situation yeah for fun and then, <laughs> yeah, exactly because otherwise life would be boring wouldn't it um and then you have a perfect recipe for, for a disaster this, yeah. for this constant activation of mm. your fight and flight response that just causes havoc with your brain mm. totally drains your resources because you're constantly running on you know so much higher and so much faster than you should which then eventually you know has an impact on your heart health on your blood sugar levels on your oh, mental yeah. health on you know and knock an effect on so, so, on so your gut health too i guess oh my god yeah massively on so many different mm. things so if we would then go and say right we're now going to give you something for your sleep and now we're going to give you something because you're feeling yeah. a bit sad and now we're going to give you your something for your gut for your and then we're going to give you something for your energy because that's low obviously right. now because you've you know been like running yeah. around because like now we're also giving you something to sleep so yeah and now obviously your periods are kind of up and down a little bit mm-hmm. so we're going to give you something for that as well um that's exactly what we not want to do yeah because then like you're just addressing like like you the said you're addressing the symptoms exactly. and you're not actually addressing exactly. it as a full picture exactly. so yeah. why would we do that with medication mm. do, do you know what i mean yeah but that's exactly what happens so if someone who is experiencing all these things that we just talked about mm-hmm. goes to a gp that's exactly what would happen right. would go like, right we give you an antidepressant because you're feeling a little bit sad mm. and then we give you some emodium to you know um, so you don't have diarrhea anymore because it affected other things and then we give you something else because your blood pressure is a little bit right. high where instead we should be looking at what are we going to do about yeah. this driving force that is driving all of these things and the thing is we can't change you know the, the way the world works mm-hmm. at the minute that that's it we're born into this time and and we have to get on with it right and then we kind of evolved a system called that's how British of you by the way just uh, get on with it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just get on with it. Uh, no, you should totally talk about it. Um, yeah. And then we evolved a system called adaptive health. Okay. Oh, I've yeah. never heard that term. What's that? Which is about, uh, it's kind of explaining that your body will never be in perfect equilibrium. Okay. Yeah. There will never be no stress. Right. No, you know, perfect emotional balance. Yeah. Total happiness. Amazing diet no toxins you know that this situation will never happen mm-hmm. and actually our bodies are not made made to, to function be, on that, no to function no because you do level. need a little bit of challenge and i mean to yes. to keep yeah to keep uh, to keep sharp and, if and, you will and nature yeah. doesn't doesn't work in that way you, you right. know the conditions are not always perfect yeah. you know the people thrive when you are able to adapt yeah. efficiently to the challenges in your environment mm. and that's what adaptive health is about that we can't avoid stress we can't right. avoid you know toxins i mean we can but we can't avoid 
all of them right you know we need to be able our bodies need to be able to adapt to our environment as mm-hmm. best as we can and as best as they can so we need to support our bodies nutritionally and you know to function to the best possible ability to be mm. able to adapt to all these different challenges so what would be an example so i guess you apply adaptive yeah. health in your approach yeah. what what's like what's an example yeah. of that so, let's for, say. So, so for example you are not supposed to be totally relaxed mm-hmm. all the time you know like sometimes we have the idea that you know we need to do yoga and meditation and we all need to be like super chill oh, snooze fast you know and calm <laughs> all the time yeah you, you're not supposed to be like that because right. if i'm driving a car and someone jumps in front of the car i want to you, you know be, react quickly yeah you don't want to be calm you need to have no, a reaction I calm and, and, and adjust i want to react quickly yeah and i want to do the right thing and my brain wants to be switched on mm. and that is adaptive health you want your body to change in that moment mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah 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 or for, or for example your your blood sugar levels are not always totally great and, and balanced, you know, after right. bit. When you eat a sugary meal or using like, oh my God, I need to do a five hour hike, mm-hmm. you know, you want to eat a different meal so your blood sugar levels do go up and do spike so you do have more energy, mm. you know. You, you have different requirements for different situations and your right. body is made for that. Your body is not made to be just At a constant equilibrium all the time your body is made for these challenges and Mm. up and downs but we just need to support it accordingly because otherwise you just drain resources Mm -hmm. and you end up not being able to adapt properly right you know to stresses and things and then you know if something really tiny happens in your life that is really quite insignificant Mm. but you start perceiving it as a massive stressor instead of this cascade of stress response in your body that is not good adaptive health Mm. if that makes sense because your body shouldn't be reacting that way. You said you said something before, and I'll quote you. It's not my quote, but mm. how you were talking about, um, you know, sort of like m- Western medicine versus functional health, and I mm. think it speaks to to this adaptive approach. Is we've kind of we're, we're we focus so much sometimes on um, how how medicine can help can be can work for the body versus. Yeah how medicine can work with the body right so it's like working it's finding ways to work with our nature which requires constant totally and i think this is this is one of the biggest challenges as in sort of call it alternative you know healthcare practitioner is that it will never be a quick fix Mm -hmm. it will never be you know a pill for an ill right like conventional medicine works you know for for the patient conventional medicine is very convenient and very easy Mm -hmm. because you go to someone you get your diagnosis right or wrong you get your medication and all you have to do is is swallow the tablet right no lifestyle changes it's your responsibility to swallow the tablet all other responsibility is kind of a pawn off to someone else Mm -hmm. nothing to do with you you know doctor said i have this doctor said i have to do diagnosis doctor said i should take this medication and now take it and now it's it's pretty much up to them if i feel you know good or not good where with sort of alternative medicine all the responsibility is really given back to the patient which is so important but responsibility or power i guess yes yeah but it is really responsibility of your own health and you are responsible Mm. for your own health which then in turn empowers you to, you know, you have the power of how you fail, you know, and you also have the power to change it. Mm. But it's always the most important, uh, the, the hardest thing 
is because you have to do the work yourself because I cannot give you one supplement that will fix mm. everything you know I can only suggest to you what I think you should change in your lifestyle in your diet which will also involve a couple of supplements probably but it, it is then over to the, the, the patient or the client to make those changes and that is the hardest thing to do right is to actually take responsibility and say I kind of keep living my life as I have because it led me to this point mm -hmm. and only if I do something different I will get a different outcome right and like it's challenging because what the you got to break bad habits yes. you got to I mean because you it know it involves face it your involves own work right and dis yeah. and apply discipline and, and that's sort of and thing. it's hard giving up things you like yeah and it's hard changing habits and unfortunately, we've grown up in a society where we're not used to doing that because mm. we're used to going to a doctor, getting a tablet, and that will fix right. everything. Everything's a quick fix. Exactly. But at the end of the day, we are not, and that's I think what I said before, we are not trying to do things for your body. Mm -hmm. We are trying to support your body so it does things itself again. And right. only then can you achieve long-term health. Mm if that makes sense yeah it does when you have your body operating at its, at its best possible possible level and and you do that with the right nutrients mm -hmm. and you know lifestyle diet and lifestyle well. yeah. and obviously exercise you know and a lot of different things are mm. involved in it you know it is not an easy straightforward path you know it takes commitment um but i think this is this is the really the really hard bit you know that we cannot do things for you mm. that really the, the the actual work you have to do yourself so you come let's say you know somebody what's the typical things outside of us obviously mental health anxiety mm. that usually people would come to you about is um you said you we, we talk about chronic issues is yeah. this like things like chronic pain things with you said digestive yeah. issues things like yeah. that yeah i think so the things we see a lot of, you know was the anxiety things mm -hmm. you know that we talked about and yeah. we can suggest some very you know simple remedies to sort of get your autonomic nervous system out of this fight or flight state into rest and repair state and we can give you some you know quite quick relief at least to give you this window of thinking clearly again of right. being able to make other other changes you but know? is there like one type of formula you would choose and you see and i think that's where sort of another facet of alternative medicine comes in that there is never one formula that will fit everyone mm. ever <clears throat> because everyone is different and even though we all have a heart and a liver and a digestive system and the brain mm. hopefully we have a brain. yeah yeah yeah, brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, would, it would be an advantage um biochemically we all function slightly different Right. So there will never be one formula that fits everyone. And we have I mean, different life factors and environments. To totally. And yeah. Totally. I mean, broadly speaking, okay, a probiotic, probably, you know, good gut bacteria, that probably will be beneficial for everyone mm -hmm. because it's genuinely missing in our environment. An omega-3 fish oil will probably be beneficial for everyone mm -hmm. because it is so missing in everyone's diet. Mm -hmm. But whatever symptoms people come in with if it is poor sleep or if it is menopause or if it is fertility issues or if it is digestive problems and doesn't matter if that's like acid reflux or IBS or constipation the protocol will be slightly different for each and everyone because all of these problems in all of these different people might come from different sources mm. if that makes sense yeah one person's headache might not come from the same source as another person's someone else's headache. headache and that's why i think you know 
personalized nutrition and personalized medicine is so 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 mm. important because we need to see each person and each human as an individual right and tailor programs towards that individual and not just blanket prescribe mm. one thing that will that we think will just work for everyone but you did say that there are certain things that you would say in general yeah. are probably beneficial for everybody and you yeah. mentioned you know probiotics because we're lacking it so much yeah. in in our um in our diets yeah what you know i know that the conversation about um you know we shouldn't need supplements yeah. because you know we should be able to get everything already in diet. nature oh yeah, yeah. So, oh how, so how come it's a, it's an argument i hear so 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 many times right and do you know what i wish it was true it we would it'd be amazing if that was true um but you know, and it can get quite depressing sometimes when when we talk about these things. Um, is that unfortunately it is impossible to get all our nutrition just from food, right? Nowadays, nowadays, yeah, nowadays, because obviously it, it thousands used to be. of. Mm. Oh my God, totally. Um, so again, going back to our bodies biochemically, still functioning very much the same as ten thousand years ago. Mm. Our bodies are really made for a very calorie dense diet probably you know between six and seven thousand calories a oh, day wow. okay um not of chocolate and ice cream right, right. And burgers, so it's like the types of very calories. nutrient dense diet right. nutrient know. dense being like nutrient dense being, high in you, you know high in fat high in protein so we're talking meat eating the whole yeah. animal fish eating the whole fish you know like nuts seeds root vegetables mm -hmm. greens you know everything we ate was very nutrient yeah. dense and know. also grown in healthy soil and also grown in a yeah. healthy soil with all minerals and and everything present yeah because that's what the vegetables taste the, yeah totally um so that's really what our bodies are made for yeah. and don't forget the daily exercise we used to mm. do just by you know living yeah, you know, running it away. Was, it was from it was very danger. Very, yeah, it yeah. Was, but it doesn't matter if it was that, or if it was working in the fields, yeah. or tending after animals, or you know, right in in big tribes and for, you know looking after children, having uh, you know a lot of children. You know, mm -hmm. th th these are all very active, very demanding, demanding things to do. It doesn't burn as many calories um, to go to you know uh, grocery to to, shop. You to go to Tesco's <laughs> every day. Yeah. yeah, no, totally not. And um, you know, also we lived outdoors. Right. You know, we were very connected to the outdoors, to the sun, vitamin D, you know, mm. our, our brains produce certain hormones according to the sunshine and according to darkness. Um, our life now is, is very, 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 different. very different. So unfortunately, the way our bodies are made, the way our food is grown nowadays, the way our food chain works, that we hardly ever pick vegetables when they're ripe or pick fruit when they were ripe. Right. Ah, yeah, because it like matures exactly, later once because picked, it has to be transported. You know, we want to eat strawberries in, in, oh. in January, right? Yeah. I mean, I want to have some granola with blueberries on it mm -hmm. on, on Christmas Eve. I don't know, maybe. Um, so they need to be imported from, you know, very far away. Or grown our in an indoor environment. Yeah. yeah. Our, our soils are so heavily farmed, not responsibly farmed, yeah. you know, to deplete every possible mineral that's in there. Um, then our meat is not grown naturally anymore. You know, our mm -hmm. cows are not gr grazing wild lands anymore. Yeah. But meat actually used to be very high in omega-3 and mm. very nutritious and, and all of these things. So even if you make every effort to have a good, balanced diet, yeah. 
you're probably still lacking things you will still still be lacking oh wow but it is not all doom and gloom you know because we can do things Mm -hmm. to to make up for that and they they can be really really simple things and one of those things is eat locally Mm -hmm. and eat seasonal Mm. You know, we don't need to eat bananas in yeah. January. It is, it is, it is not in our environment here. We don't grow bananas here mm. in the UK, and we just need to focus on on foods that we grow here in your immediate environment, where you know where they're coming from, where you know where they were grown, mm. where you, they don't need transporting miles and miles. And food that is in season, because food that is in season will harvest it when it's ripe to eat, when it's mm. full of nutrition and full of antioxidants. It's so interesting and because you're not you're not the only eating. expert. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, we're obviously chatting with different experts in different fields, but you guys, s- it's uh, go back to saying the same things. Yes, yeah. and I think that that's where we all connect on a certain mm. on a certain level. You know, we we are sort of experts in in our fields, but I think when you start looking at things holistically and you start mm-hmm. looking at things how everything is connected, it doesn't matter if you're in, you know, in in um in natural farming or if, in, if you're in nutrition, natural yeah. medicine, you know, it all, starts, health it, it all yeah. starts connecting. Yeah. It all starts sort of connecting mm. the dots, how important these things are. And um, back to kind of sort of, you know, eating, you know, local produce and eating things that are in season um, spending more time outdoors. Mm-hmm. And yes, supplements do play a role. But yeah. you know, I always say it is it is eighty percent diet, twenty percent mm. supplements. Okay, yeah, and we use supplements for for two. Yeah, because I c- I can't be eating McDonald's every single no, day and no, and take ten different supplements. Yeah, and, think and be you're like, gonna I'm going to be gonna right. fine. Yeah, no, because <laughs> because you won't. Um, but there are really two two main scenarios where we work with supplements, and one of them is if you are deficient in something. Yeah, you know, and we need to raise levels of something quickly mm-hmm. and efficiently. And then sometimes people go like, oh, can I not just eat more chickpeas? Right. You know, because they're rich in magnesium. So should I just eat more chickpeas? And I was like, well, you know, you'd have to eat two kilos of chickpeas a day. Yeah. Which is obviously very To catch up. You know, to get the magnesium levels that you would need to make up for your deficiency, which is obviously very counterproductive for your digestion. I would never say anybody to eat two (laughs) kilos of chickpeas a day. Don't do that. And then also we go back to the the next problem is we don't know how much magnesium is in your chickpea anymore. Right. Yeah. Ah, right. We right, just right. we just don't know. You yeah. know, two thousand uh, two hundred years ago, it might have been sixty milligrams, but mm-hmm. now maybe it's five. Is it? 10? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Big is. Difference. It is a huge, huge difference. Mm. So we use supplements to correct obvious deficiencies, mm. but we also use supplements therapeutically, in therapeutic levels to correct the function of a specific system. Okay. Can you give me an example if, if, of what that, that is? Sense. Like, for example, we use. Um, vitamin C Mm -hmm. in very very high doses in certain scenarios because it is a known antiviral so for example if you feel like if you feel like you're coming down with a cold and you get the the first signs we give you a gram of vitamin C every hour oh is that why for 24 hours I didn't realize that because we can totally stop viral replication that's so right. interesting because I mean, obviously, I think it's a common knowledge. Yeah. Take vitamin yeah, C if you have a cold. Is, is, yes. Never knew why. Yeah, and the <laughs> thing is, vitamin C. You know, or people say, yeah, it's great for immune. It is great for your immune system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that is an example of how you would use it therapeutically in really high doses. 
to okay. get you know to get a system back into balance ah. if, if, if that makes sense oh so that's why every time I come and I have a bit of a sniffle I, I, I shove the vitamin C yeah, you shove the vitamin C <laughs> so yeah, I'll take right. now, every hour and you can and yeah you can, no questions asked I just do what you tell you me stop this, totally <laughs> oh you know and another example is um is omega-3 oils fish oils you mm-hmm. know we know when we give them in very high in much higher doses than you would be able to eat them um they have a massive beneficial effect on joint health on heart health on brain health mm. um on eye health so we can do very specific things mm. in therapeutic in therapeutic doses naturally and the beauty about that is it's side effect free mm. and it's non-toxic ah but the thing which is can't really necessarily is not the case with other prescribed medicines. Yeah, yeah. most prescribed medicines mm. it is the case. They, there are lots of side effects and they are very toxic. Right. Um, but then again, they have their place. But I think the challenge with, with what I call nutraceuticals as opposed to pharmaceuticals mm. is um, you can't give everyone the same thing at the same dosage. Right. You have to always consider the individual mm-hmm. and see where they're coming from and where they are in the disease progress and what else is going on and then decide what supplements you give mm. at what dosage. And this is why, you know, we have qualified and educated nutritional therapists who are able to make these mm. decisions and make a judgment call, yeah. you know. And this is why not everyone can just, you know, stand in a health show and say, oh yeah, take some vitamin C for, for, for immunity, yeah. it'd be fine. I think what you guys brought to, I mean, not only the town of Letchlade, mm-hmm. but to like the surrounding towns, because I know people from, you know, a little bit further down will drive to the mm. health box and yeah. come to consult, come to get their supplements. Um, but yeah, but also you guys carry because we're talking about like nutritional yeah. health you guys have also a lot of food and mm. i think you're you've you've made you've made choices in the kinds of foods and and brands that you you carry in your shop d- right d- totally and um you know just to before we talk about the food thing just to wrap up oh yeah sure kind of the the whole health sort of wellness thing that we mm. do here in the shop and you know because a really beautiful thing actually happened that you know that i'm very proud of that we managed to create a space here in the shop where people can come and just freely talk about about what they're concerned with mm-hmm. you know they can talk about their health problems they can talk about their mental health problems and they feel like you know they found a safe space yeah. where they've been listened to and yeah. they've been heard and where they can get help and you know that makes me you know emotional but also really proud to have created a space like that oh no you can't cry because you know, i cry I'm not when crying. you cry i am not crying no one's crying no one's crying <laughs> but it, it is an amazing thing you know yeah. to see people experience and yeah. you know you know you you provide a space for them to to do that and it's as well i i think anyway, that's onto, onto food yeah no but i i think it's <laughs> We're both criers. <laughs> we like to trigger each other. This is true. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think, and I'll, I'll just, I'll just say something about that. I think there's something that's really magical, and you know, because we talk about the 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 patient to doctor trust mm. and relationship, and mm. I think you really, um, you really feel that you're not just a you know your your life isn't just in a document someone can come to you you know you know their names you know their families Mm. you know their history um you know it's there's a lot more connection um it's very human i think coming in here too the environment isn't sterile um they're speaking to somebody where i guess because you're you're you don't have Mm. so many limitations in the parameters in, in which you have to work in and interact with the person you're trying to help i think it opens 
up opportunities for better understanding of what they're going through, D right? Totally. And, you know, we don't have this 10-minute, you know, time window and this computer screen and, you know, this, this preset formula, you know, that GPs have to go through. Obviously, we don't diagnose here in the yeah, show. This is a really can't. important thing yeah. to point out. You know, this is, this is not within... Within within our qualifications at mm -hmm. all, and it's something we would we would never do, you know. Obviously, you know we we always are very conscious of what we call red flag symptoms, you know, that we would always refer back to the GP, right? Because it yeah. is not my job yeah. to diagnose or treat yeah. or cure. Yeah, you guys is, aren't trying to. This is not what we do. No, and you guys work with each other in a of, way. Yeah, of doctors that that would be yeah. you know totally wrong, and this mm -hmm. is not our place, um, you know. But at least we can take the time to listen and you know I hear it so many times that people then actually say oh do you know what this is the first time someone actually listened to to, to my, my symptoms and my problems and oh, actually no one's ever mentioned this to me why my headache uh. is related to maybe just low magnesium levels mm. no and they've, they've been three years through MRI scans and all sorts of things and then sometimes not always it can be as straightforward as you know try 400 milligrams of magnesium a day see how you feel and they come back a week later and say oh my god gone Wow, you know, again, it's not always like that, but yeah. you know, it 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 does does happen mm. a lot. So, I mean, obviously, people can just walk into your shop. Yeah. Um. Obviously, not all health shops have a no. certified nutritionist no. with them, but the health box does have that. Yes. Where people can just walk in and get totally. a like appointment-free consultation yeah. advice. Yeah. And then, um, and then you guys obviously carry a lot of different products here yeah. that they can try out and test out and start their totally. own, uh, like you said, empowered investigation yeah. about their health. Absolutely, I think there's, really yeah. So there's, I mean, we see in the background supplements, things like that, but also, yeah, the food and the kind of mm. brands that you carry. And I yeah. know that you guys also have I mean I know we talked about nutrition a lot but mm. um, you know you guys also have very strong values about plastic free zero packaging um, you know organic as much as possible yeah why so like why why did that come into play in how you chose to set up a business right so I think we're going back to you know as you said once you start kind of connecting the dots right you see that you know you can't just practice nutrition and ignore everything else that's going on in the world yeah. because it does affect us and it mm. has an effect on, on your body and on your lifestyle and everything and you know eating organic foods is sort of you know the the, the, the cornerstone mm. of how to start looking after your body and things because you know we want toxic free yeah nutrition mm -hmm. you know which is the thing what we you know auto ourselves and auto our body and this is why you know you know solely stocking organic organic yeah. foods it's just it's a no-brainer right it's a no-brainer why would I put toxic things into my mm -hmm. body on purpose if I'm trying to you know support bodily function and of get, course get rid of toxic material and things and then what you put back into the world so with waste and plastic obviously absolutely. that comes back to you so if you want to avoid that as much absolutely. as possible oh my god we want our food grown in a healthy environment we want yeah. the fish that we eat to you know thrive in healthy oceans we mm -hmm. want you know the the, the, the cattle and the the, the animals that we eat to live you know happy yeah. lives in a good environment mm. so we can't sit here and then go well we just put everything in plastic yeah. and you know throw it into the landfill it's just it would be a, a total, total paradox and then again I know we're up against 
so much, you know. Yeah. Big industry, corporations. Yeah. Who at the end of the day do what they want. Yeah. yeah. It does feel, I know, I and I know the conversation yeah. always comes back to, you know, what's the point? Will my individual impact, you know, it's like a drop in the ocean. Will it yeah. even have any kind of... And it can be really, really challenging at times yeah. when you come up to that. And hopeless. Oh, totally. But I think, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, you know, in general, I think it's very easy to lose your mind if you get just fixated on all these terrible, yeah. terrible things. The too that big that picture. That, that on this really, really big picture, and it can drive you insane. Mm. And that at the end of the day, really all you can do is fo focus on your family yeah. on what you do mm. on the choices that you make that you're happy living with you know mm. and think how you know I want to know and be happy about how I treat this planet and how I treat my environment and mm -hmm. how I look after my family and that's how, how I make my choices yeah and that's why you know you know if we most most things you know that we sort of ingredient things we stock are you know without packaging and obviously you bring your own but even if it's not it's incompostable packaging yeah that's what i noticed i forget what the brand yeah. is called but i used to i i i didn't realize until i read it because yeah. it looks like plastic yeah, but, but it's but it's, it's not for the compost yeah. it's super cool so it's sort of we've got a great wholesaler called clf and it's their sort of own brand okay um and yeah, they package everything in home compostable mm -hmm. packaging. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they're a small wholesaler, you know, they, they, they supply independent health stores. But I'm just thinking they can do it, mm -hmm. you know, for not an extortionate price. Right. They can do it. Yeah. Why, why, why can somebody else not, can not do it? Mm -hmm. Why can big, big industry not do it? Yeah. You know, there is no argument, really. Mm hmm why not everyone should be yeah should be doing that i think oh, i think this is why it's important to have these conversations and i guess expose people to what is actually available you know in terms of yeah. not just the products and the contents yeah. but like the packages and the, the packaging yeah. sorry and also how brands and companies are choosing um certain like aspects of their their entire produ production change that yeah. they can then choose to support brands that um, totally. that are more aligned with yeah. a sustainable future. Totally. And you know, like, I get it. Some things need to be in plastic. Yeah. You know. Like and what, then, though? Then again, <laughs> like, for example, if you want to have great organic skincare that's toxin-free. Yeah. Right? I can relate to that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You sometimes need to package it in plastic and you can't package it in paper or in glass because it doesn't contain any preservatives and it right. will go off okay just just a simple example mm. but the thing is again plastic in itself could have been a great human invention mm. you know if we use it responsibly right yeah of course yeah, it's, it always comes down to that isn't it because even if i have to buy something in a plastic bottle make sure you reuse it and reuse it again and if you're done using it repurpose it mm. to something yeah you know, use it for as long as long as you can mm -hmm. you know before then hopefully will be recycled yeah which is why like yes okay fine you you buy things yeah. with plastic but at least companies yeah. who have some sort of plastic re recycling program totally. or you know this 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 yeah. this bottle was made from reused yes. water bottles and yes. that sort of thing i mean i think one thing when we were talking to um to tim and also mm. to max you know mm. sometimes there's not like a black and white 
it's not black and white. There's not no. a one-all solution. I think no. there's like different gradients of totally. how you can just be a little bit more mindful in what you're choosing to buy yeah. and yeah. T totally. And let's also not, you know, fall into the trap of being totally judgmental to people who like, you know, yeah. buy something in plus because, yeah. you know, the, the, there might be a reason for, you know, so we need to practice a little bit of tolerance mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Because in my field, with nutrition and things, things can become very extreme and very judgmental, mm. actually. So it's a fine line sometimes. Yeah. And we need to remember, you know, we are not all perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't do everything all the time. But, you know, we can do little bits most of the time. I'm glad you're mentioning that because that's mm. something that I've talked about a lot that's also been driving me to do this, um, to have these conversations mm. is because, you know, I found myself being in these different conversations within specific industries where yeah. it does feel very exclusive yeah it's like if you are not a hundred percent you know you you um you switch your entire lifestyle and you go a hundred percent organic you go a hundred percent off grid you yeah. go a hundred percent carbon neutral yeah then you don't belong here exactly which is you yeah. know and then it, and then it it makes it makes it feel very daunting for people who might be curious who yeah. might be interested in just understanding a little bit more and, and starting to apply you know just small little better actions every totally. day it makes them feel like that's not good enough which actually is is further from the truth because i think collectively small gestures really can have an totally. impact yeah totally. and i think you know looking back 10 years ago things have already changed a lot mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, reusable plastic. There, there, there was a big, big change, you know, when David right. Attenborough f first yes. spoke about, you know, plastics in the ocean, and that's what really started mm -hmm. this whole thing. So I think we've already achieved a, a really, really big change, yeah. you know. And, you know, we get small setbacks every, every now and again, and just things where you just go like, this does not make sense at all. Yeah. Um, but but I think you know we have we have moved forward, mm -hmm. and I think like looking at the environment, I think these are the important things. Yeah. You know we should we should really really focus about putting less rubbish, mm -hmm. you know, less plastics into our oceans, mm -hmm. putting less toxic chemicals yeah. in our rivers, you know, putting less chemicals onto our soils, you know, that that just kills everything, mm -hmm. you know, planting more trees, you know, stopping deforestation. These are really the important things that I believe, you know, will, mm -hmm. you know, save the planet if it can be saved. Yeah. You know, th these are the things I think we should be focusing about. I, on. no, I agree with you. And I yeah. think that at the end of the day when people are you know because you hear a lot especially in young people and i don't blame them because we're young too but um <laughs> i i don't blame young people who mm -hmm. have this sort of disenchanted outlook on life now where they're like well what's the point mm -hmm. of continuing like you yeah. said because uh, you have to look at it as fair enough right mm -hmm. what's the point of continuing but then mm -hmm. consider then what are the risks of stopping any efforts completely yeah and you know that's that's there is there is a level of certainty but not full certainty that mm. the future cannot be hopeful if you continue to try mm. but it will certainly be hopeless yeah. if we stop trying totally and i think is maybe let's not sort of pursue this illusion of going back to normal or going back to how it was because because it never we can because it ne never will no. 
you know, we just, and I hate the term the new normal mm-hmm. because it's you know, sort of it's a COVID term, right? right? But, you know, we live in a totally ever-changing world, mm-hmm. you know, and is that the climate or is that our society and things? But I think the point is things have always changed. Yeah. Our planet has always changed. Our climate has always changed. Things just constantly change. Mm. Nothing always stays the same. And then again, it's about how do we adapt? Adaptive right. approach. Oh, right. full how circle. Totally. I love yeah. it. How how do we adapt to the to the to the world that we're living yeah. in? You know, how do we how do we treat it? How do we best live in it? How do we thrive in it? Mm-hmm. How do we be? How are we healthy in it? Which is going to look different now yeah. than it did two hundred years For ago. Sure. Which is going to probably look different again in a hundred years mm-hmm. time, where there be different challenges. You know, mm. so it's all about you know making the best with you know what you've been given what you and have and yeah and what you have totally. and the more the more knowledge mm. the more understanding of different aspects of your life seeing it seeing things through different lenses yes. the the better cho- the better choices you probably can totally. make just because they're a little bit totally. more informed and right you know if i could you know if you'd say one thing is like move move a little bit away from the mainstream yeah you know move away from the mainstream media so it can just just open your view a little bit yeah. wider don't dispel the info you have but just no, widen but, your but, but just yeah yeah you can widen make your view a little bit yeah. you know look at alternative things don't just stare down yeah. this barrel and think you know that this, this is the this is the only way this yeah. is the only way it is you know there is there is so much yeah. more when you start looking at it at the very least that knowledge can certainly be really complementary to our understanding of the world and of ourselves uh, absolutely mm. totally so the health box in Lechlade uh, those who cannot necessarily travel here, yes. you guys are online now. They can shop online. Great. <laughs> yes, they can't get my advice online, obviously, but they can at least buy the product. Okay. And you guys serve, oh, I guess you guys ship around the UK? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, we ship UK-wide. A bit difficult now to ship to Europe, unfortunately, because of Brexit, so we're not quite there yet. Right. But we ship UK-wide, yes, totally. And, you know, for people who are local, relatively local, all our plastic-free items, they're all available for click and collect now as well. Oh, so great. So that's more convenient. Love that. I can do that too. Any final words Lola Fisher oh it's been so such a pleasure to be <laughs> on this and just to be able to talk about what you what I'm passionate about for an hour I could do this all day long yeah. so it's been so great so thank you thank you so much for sharing your wisdom you're welcome and well we hope I mean this isn't the last time it's not the last time we see each other no <laughs> <laughs>